How we doing? Welcome to see. Let's see what happens. Episode. I'm gonna call this one love, but I'll number it later if that's important. Today I want to talk about how difficult love can be, at least from my perspective. Even though the more I get invested in my relationship with God, I realize that I um that He is love, but then I also realize how much I don't know what love is. And I and what's even crazier is. You can actually come to terms with the fact that you don't even know how to receive love, at least for me. Again, I'm talking from my perspective and hopefully, you know, anything I say could be helpful to others. But I've spent my life trying to be loved while doing my best not to love while trying to love others. Probably made no sense, but that's literally what it's been like. I didn't receive a lot of love as a child. But that's what I thought love was, and that's what I brought out to the world. So it's like what they say, hurt people, hurt, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And when I look at my life, I really realize I don't know what love is. Like, I really have no idea what love is. Like, how to even give love, to say the very least. Like, and it's kind of sad because I realize... There are so many things that I've I've pushed away and or hurt trying to love the way I was taught to love, but also protect myself from the fear of being hurt because I eventually realized I was hurt as a child. And that translated to a lot of lust and a lot of sex with a lot of random women and a lot of broken hearts and bad decisions and bad choices and consequences and all these type of things. But. You really come to terms with the fact that you're damaged. And when you come to terms with that, you can either decide to make excuses like, oh, well, my mom should have hugged me more. I wish my dad didn't get killed. And, oh, this girl was this and that and da 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 da. Or you could really say, like, am I going to fix this? Like, do I want to maintain this? And don't get me wrong. There was a time where having sex with so many different women and being wanted by so many women and being chased, quote unquote, and, and the thrill of the chase and, you know, all the sex and all the positions and all the lust and all the freaky sex in different places and all the things I've done was, you know, enjoyable. It was fun. It was like an adventure. But now in retrospect, here I am at 38. And I've been celibate for almost three months now. And I realized it really wasn't worth it. Like, aside from my children, I have gained nothing from it. And I've got three with two different um, women. And, yeah, no, it wasn't worth it. Like, I've made these soul ties. I've connected to all these women. I've connected to all these human beings. Women only. (laughs) But to each his own. And nothing. Nothing. If anything, more damage, more drained. I've... Because, you know, as they say, every time a soul tie is, you're given a piece of yourself. You're attached to this person. I'm attached to so many people, and I would rather just be attached to my wife or the people of value, the woman of, of worth for me, whoever was, you know, my queen, so on and so forth. And I don't know, man. It's it's heavy. It's so heavy because I could have been a better example to my children. It's not like I can't, you know, what do I got? Hey. I've I've had sex on the train, in the, you know, in public. People watched us. You know, I had sex in a in a 
at a couple parks, um, Central Park. I've had sex on in almost any movie theater you could think of. I've I've slept with girls and their sisters, and you know, all kind like I. That's it. Like that's not hey, yeah, me and your mother, we've been in love forever, and we have a beautiful bond, and we built this beautiful family, and you know, everybody knows that I am hers and she is mine, and we. We we traveled the world together and we shit like the world and and life is so much more enjoyable with somebody by your side. And I've had so many fake experiences instead of the real thing and by my own doing, honestly. I mean, yeah, again, I'm 38. I can't I can't sit on. Well, I wish my parents would have done this. But with that being said, that's exactly why. I've been working on myself because I'm like, okay, well, the least I can do is not set my children up while still working on myself because it's not too late. You know what I mean? It's really not too late. But love is hard. And that's just the sexual component. Like, think about the relationship. Like, I'm in this marriage course and it's really coming to a point where I'm like, yo, you know, we, especially as men, don't communicate well. Most of us, again, at least let me just speak for myself. I'm not a great communicator. Like, I thought I was because I'm blunt and I'm honest. But I'm so busy trying to solve the problem sometimes that I'm not listening to how somebody feels because I wasn't taught to feel. So I think about my last relationship. And yes, definitely a messy woman. Definitely has a lot of trauma. But I thought trying to fix everything and listening to fix and to correct was the way to do it. And in retrospect, as I'm learning, as I'm talking to grown women that are married and men, it's like sometimes they just want to be heard and understood and and um comforted and supported. And I did. I did my best. And I did it sometimes, but I didn't do it to the level that I could do it, the level that I understand now. And that's another thing. A lot of us get into things that we don't even, we're not prepared for, that we didn't know. We don't even know what to do. But one thing I'm learning, which I don't know if I did a good enough job, only time will tell, is you're not supposed to even have the option to leave. But then what do you do when somebody's just so toxic and not doing their part and or don't even realize they have a part to play because they think, you know, I don't know. It's so it's I'm still figuring that out. But <sighs> love is a motherfucker, man. Like love is really a beast of a thing. And it's crazy because you can love somebody and that's not enough. Like there has to be support. There has to be communication. There has to be trust. There can't be no maliciousness. And it's a lot. It's just a lot. So I don't know. That was today's episode. I just wanted to, I don't think I do episodes. You know, like I said, let's see what happens. That's the name of the show. So the podcast. So I don't do the episodes for and answer sometimes. I do them to open up. So start the conversation. Go talk to your friends. Ask them, you know, see and be honest. One of the best things I'll say that I think has helped me grow in anything, whether business, relationships, anything, is brutal honesty with myself. Not even, maybe you don't have to be brutal with other people's honesty with them. That's fine because some people can't handle it. And that's okay. They have the right to move at their pace the same way I'm moving at mine. Somebody's ahead of me and somebody's behind me. That's life. But at least with yourself, you should be very honest. 
Like, really look. Like, do you really feel good after this? Is this really... Why? And you know what's one of the biggest things for brutal honesty? Go to why. Why'd you do that? Why? Okay, and then why? Why? Oh, and, oh so your mom... Why? And the more you dig and the more you think, it's insane. So between brutal honesty and then my final piece... Well, the biggest piece is trust God. You know, pray, stay faithful to God and listen for him to give you answers. But he's going to answer you in a lot of ways. So it could be somebody will say something that will resonate with you. Like, just pay attention. God doesn't send an angel with a harp and, and he's got a little golden envelope. Here's your answer. Like, it's in your life. It's in the things that are happening in your life. The answer's there. But I was going to say, what was that I say? So brutal honesty, God, of course, number one, brutal honesty. And, um, oh, and get advice from people that actually accomplished what you want to do. That's that's a that's a jewel for many things. That's that's a little 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 um, gem I'm dropping on you. Whatever you want to accomplish, get get information, get knowledge, wisdom from somebody who actually accomplished it. Don't ask somebody who's broke how to make money or how to even keep it. Let's just say, don't ask somebody who's never in a good relationship about relationships. Don't even have that coming. No, no, don't. There's no sense in that. That's like me. I I'm not giving you no advice on how to have a marriage. I have never been married. You know what I mean? I don't ask somebody who hasn't had a successful marriage how to have a successful marriage. Ask them how what not to do, what they've learned from it. You know, you want to learn how to make millions? Ask a millionaire. A lot of these things is very basic, but I promise you, sometimes because that's my mother, that's my best friend. So your mom and your best friend are still human beings. They made mistakes. Cool. If your mom never been married happily, then don't ask her how to have a happy marriage. That might suck and it hurts to say it, but that's true. If your father was a dog out here, don't ask him how to not be a dog. You might be the one that has to teach them better. Love is a complicated subject. Anyway, all right, man. Have a blessed one. Peace.